slash and cast. Welcome, fiends, to Handle, a Whiskare presented by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Our show discusses horror movies and the phobias that they emphasize. And tonight we are continuing our deep dive into religiophobia, which is the fear of religion in horror movies. And uh, we are doing a bit of a throwback. We got one of the classics tonight. We have The Amityville Horror, released in 1979. Uh, this is... Uh, I would say a storied franchise, but I don't think that would be the right phrasing, just because with this particular IP, there has been so many entries that have nothing to do with the actual franchise. So if you are an aspiring filmmaker and you're like, hey, I would love to make a horror movie, and you're just like, I don't know what to do. Just throw Amityville in the title. You're good to go. <laughs> and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go over, like, just the absolute ridiculous levels that people have gone to uh, with this property, I'm sure at some point, because like I was looking at the Wikipedia yesterday on stream for Twisted Tuesday, and I'm like, I know there's a lot, but then like I just kept scrolling, <laughs> and it's just like, Jesus Christ, there's just I'm so much it. going on. There's too many. I'll go over the list <laughs> with you guys like, too. It's many. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Fifteen. The thing we were talking about. So so take that number and then like double it. But yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Am I? It seems as though there is sort of like there's like the main timeline mm -hmm. movies, and then there are all the kind of like satellite movies mm -hmm. that ah. just have the name around it. But mm -hmm. that there's so almost like an official core timeline with you know the second the second one the possession and the mm -hmm. third one is like 3d and then nice. you know beyond that but yeah no yeah it was basically it that and then like the remake that came out in 2005 mm -hmm. with uh deadpool <laughs> ryan ryan reynolds ryan reynolds mm. it's almost like the hellraiser series where there's just like way too many oh my god you get, you're them. blowing up i know oops, oops. Can't hear, but we'll, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to say that uh, watching the movie, because uh, John and I watched it together a couple days ago. And um, well, we know, I feel like we, I'm sure we've both seen it so many times or even like clips of it throughout the. Because it was always on TV. It's such a popular movie, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, we were actually surprised. We were like, oh, I didn't remember it going down that way. Or, oh, mm -hmm. wasn't the wedding at the house? Like little, like uh, misremembered portions of the movie. But it does kind of blow my mind a little bit that the movie has so many sequels or so much dedication to it when um, it's not the bloodiest thing. There, I've said it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, nobody actually dies in the movie. Everybody died before the movie. Mm -hmm. 
I'm just, I don't know, I'm getting some hate on that, I'm sure. But. Yeah, and I, I feel like we can't really talk about Anvil without talking about uh, basically like the story behind it. That really like inspired the book and whatnot. Right. So for for those that don't know, Anvil Horror was basically pulled from a 1977 book that also went by the same name, uh, which was written by uh, Jay Onsen. And you know that book was really surrounded by a lot of controversy over like claims and lawsuits in regards to like what was true and what was completely fabricated for you know the book. Um, so. You know, in regards to, like, the film's title in itself, of course, that stems from Anyville, New York, uh, where we had a 23-year-old man uh, named Ronald J. DeFeo Jr., who murdered six members of his family with a rifle when they were asleep. Uh, so, you know, he killed both his parents, along with his two brothers and his two sisters. Uh, so DeFeo had claimed uh, that he had found their bodies after the murders, blamed the mess killing, uh, and basically like a hitman, but would like later confess the next day that he was the one who had killed his family. Uh, the, the motives for this still, you know, re remain unclear. You know, at first he said that he had heard voices, which is basically, uh, you know, what we get in the movie itself. Uh, he would then go on to like change his story a bit, saying like, oh yeah, like other members of my family helped me, you know, things like that. Uh, but he was eventually found guilty of the murders at trial and was sentenced to 25 years to life in prison, uh, where he basically stayed until he died back in 2021, so still fairly recently. Uh, a year later, that is when George and Kathy Lutz, who you know we see portrayed by Berlin and Kidder in the movie, that's when they moved in, and uh, you know that's when kind of like all the haunted house trope stuff started to happen, uh, and then that family ended up only living there for about a month before... They ended up leaving the property, basically leaving all of their belongings behind because of, you know, whatever activity they were experiencing at the house. So that kind of like turns into, you know, obviously people hearing about it. You know, we had a lot of like paranormal investigators uh, going to check out the place, uh, which would like include uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren, of course, of the Conjuring fame, uh, which kind of I'm pretty sure that ties into the second one, if I'm not mistaken, too. Uh, for Amityville. Yeah, the, opening, the opening of the second Conjuring movie is uh, like a recap oh, of Amityville shit. Horror. Mm -hmm. I love those movies. I gotta rewatch that then. Where she, yeah. uh, the Lorraine Warren character in the movie, uh, like she, we see her sort of re-experiencing him going from room to room and mm -hmm. shooting the oh. oh, right. I think I remember some of that. Yeah, I think so. In the beginning. I was going to say, uh, there's also some hot goss about the that couple. Did you ever, like, like read up on some of the... By read up, I mean watch short YouTube videos. <laughs> YouTube documentaries. <laughs> yes, exactly. They yeah. were not super normal. No, no. <laughs> they had some weird personal stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, they had, like, like, a, like, a, like a living like a, girlfriend. A living uh, girlfriend, like a 16-year-old or a 15-year-old girl. Was it? Or was she older? Hopefully she was uh, older. She was, I think youngish no. and it was basically his like, girlfriend yeah i think she was probably not that down with it and we're oh my God. anyways enough of that <laughs> but uh i think you know this movie was so interesting the way that it was laid out because when we were watching it it's just there's so many things that didn't quite mm -hmm. You know, for as popular the movie as it is, and it's a really good movie. Um, love James Brolin in it. Oh my God, so great! Um, 
But the way that it's structured didn't make a lot of sense. Mm. And so after we watched the movie, we watched a little documentary on YouTube, but a, a little bit, it was legitimate. It was, it, it was at least 14 minutes mm. and it wasn't just somebody doing their makeup telling mm -hmm. me about it. Yeah. Although I believe Bailey Sarian about everything. Mm. But, um, uh, well, the interesting part is, so the book was written in 77. The book, the movie immediately came out two years later. So with production time, that's really quick. So that means that the, the book, I mean, I, even in the documentary, they said that the book was really popular, mm -hmm. that it just, you know, it hit home for a lot of people and, um, you know, new homeowners, you know, there was horrible inflation at the time. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of, a lot of struggling people. So this, uh, this book was really popular. And uh, when you're reading the book, you, you understand, or not that I read the book, but <laughs> in the, uh, according to the book, you understand why there's so much story behind what's happening to the priest, Right. So in the movie, like, it doesn't seem to make any sense that we go off into a different tangent where we're following the priest. And that storyline never comes back around to interact with the family or to really deliver on anything, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could cut out the entire, uh, that whole entire, like, subplot, and it wouldn't affect the movie. But the movie was being true to the book. And in the book, it was significant that, <clears throat> that uh, this priest was being affected because it was evidence of the far-reaching effects of the haunting. Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. But again, it took us watching the documentary afterwards to understand why the movie was put together that way, mm -hmm. which is interesting. I think it's interesting. Yeah. When it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, I remember it's weird cause I've seen the movie multiple times and it was all on, you know, they'd play it on TV all the time mm -hmm. back in the day. And I, so I've seen pieces of it, but I still, weirdly remembered this movie so incorrectly right? <laughs> in terms of the overall story and how yeah. things connected i uh, thought the back of the house was the front of the house i thought <laughs> so i was confused a lot about that <laughs> yeah because you always see that's the iconic the ice, view yeah. of the house with those windows in the mm -hmm. attic and everything but that's the, the back of the house but yeah it's not the front of the house and the front of the house looks a lot like the nightmare on elm street house i thought mm -hmm. or vice <laughs> but, versa but um but it is interesting because, like, the, the priest shows up in the beginning of the movie to uh, talk to Margot Kidder. And, and it's, like, to, to bless the house. And to bless house. the house. Because yeah. um, she's super Catholic. And I completely remembered him dying in that room <laughs> that the flies when they get him. I thought that happened really later in the movie. Yeah. I I don't know if that happens. I was trying to think if that happens in a later Lethal sequel. fly attack. You don't hear about those often. Mm -hmm. But he lives and, and goes back. And, uh, but I, it definitely uh, the a actor who plays the priest, mm -hmm. I can't remember what his name is, but he's a famous actor from the old days, you know, from like the 40s and 50s and stuff like that. And I kind of wonder if it was one of those situations where they could get the famous actor, but he, they put it, the way that that character never really is in the same room with the other they characters. They never meet. Um, it makes me wonder if they were doing that thing that they do in older movies where uh, they can get like a really famous actor, but they have to just film on their own time, maybe like oh. for a day or two. Or maybe he really hated Margot Kidder or something. Mm. And so he could, or they James just Brown. were like, filmed his scenes for a couple of days on his own and then did everything separate. Cause I, he also doesn't even interact with the family. You know, he gets to the house before them. Well, not only that, but I mean, it's um, the storyline with the priest never 
like I said, it never comes back around to cross over. They, mm -hmm. Like at no point does he rescue the family. Uh, at no point does the younger priest that's his assistant sort of like believe him and then go rescue the family, the, the higher ups that are against him. Like nothing ever comes of that storyline. And so the entire time I kept thinking it was gonna, you know, at one point he was gonna be believed, but then I, I didn't remember the movie that well because I kept thinking that was gonna happen. Yeah, it felt like they were gonna do the thing. You, I kept expecting them to do the sort of thing that they would have, I feel like, would do if they made this movie now. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they did it in uh, in the Ryan in the remake Reynolds one, but uh, when they for when his superiors, you know, forbid him because demons aren't real from going dumb, back. Dumb. Yeah, and they're like, this is all BS, <laughs> and there's nothing going on, and you can't. I thought for sure they were they're gonna so do reasonable. the thing where. Uh, <laughs> Where he he would just say screw it, like I'm gonna go help him, and I'm mm -hmm. gonna, I'm going over there. Well, he sort of tried, and then he went blind. So. But yeah. he he just kind of ends up staying, and he gets really sick, and uh, uh, yeah, things didn't work out for him too well. But yeah, no, I for some reason I really remembered that character dying in the attic. Well, I could have sworn there reason. were some some killings or some deaths. I mean, mm -hmm. not even the the real estate agent died. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, she was easy pickings, too. And uh, definitely you see the influences with um, with movies like The Conjuring and Insidious, uh, where they are definitely hearkening back to this movie and going for the feel of this movie. Mm -hmm. And there's even, I, I was totally surprised, I called it out when it happened, but... Uh, I had completely missed and forgotten the fact that in the Amityville Horror, they do a sort of fake-out death with the kid where he's in the cardboard box, and it looks like they, he might be dead in the cardboard box. Girl. <laughs> the girl. They actually do that in uh, Insidious as well. And I think it must be a, a an homage, not, you know, I don't mm -hmm. think they were ripping it off uh, it was, I think, a direct reference, but they do almost the exact same thing in Insidious. Yeah, the yeah. the other like major influence for Insidious was the Changeling, which came out in uh, 1980. Mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of a lot of parallels between those two as well. Mm -hmm. Granted, Changeling is definitely a lot slower paced uh, mm -hmm. compared to a lot of the modern stuff. But yeah, as we were saying, like basically, uh, you know, Father Delaney ends up coming to the house to to bless it. Uh, that's when he encounters, you know, that room of flies and, uh, you know, pretty violently sick. You know, it's kind of got like a stomach flu, essentially. Uh, and, you know, he's trying to call Kathy to like basically warn the family about like what he's experiencing. That's when he started to get like the blisters uh, on the palm of his hand. But yeah, like that, that whole like monologue uh, when he's like trying to like make his case like with the other priests was was really powerful. And there's like, yeah, no, you're not you're not going back. <laughs> Yeah, he does a whole, he does a really dramatic yeah. monologue, which... Mad as hell, I'm not going to take it any longer mm -hmm. from that, that type of monologue. Definitely. Yeah, you, even though, like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I also, like, I dealt with the car wreck, you know, the brake and, the, you know, the steering were, were out of whack. And, you know, of course, it's just like, oh, so, you know, it's just a mechanical failure, you know, like, what, what else could it be? You know, not the forces of evil. <laughs> it's Detroit. Blame Detroit. <laughs> yeah, blame Detroit. <laughs> that was a really funny line, actually. <laughs> and where, uh, you know, the 
the priests, like the leaders of the church, are more skeptical and they don't believe. Which makes me feel a little better <laughs> about, about the religion. Because they're more modern. They're like, they're like ah, it's all metaphorical, actually. <laughs> I, I, you know, but it would have been nice. Like, could you just, you know, uh, humor me and what do you go to the house? And if you feel fine, I'll let it go. Mm-hmm. And then they would have been fucked. But especially that speech is also the reason I thought for sure he was going to end up just going, Mm -hmm. disobeying and going to the house. But no, he gave it up. He was like, all right, that's enough of that. Yeah, he was like... Oh, well, he he tries to bless the house from from the church, from a distance. And even that was very upsetting to the 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 ghosts. The very powerful ghosts. I mean, hey, I mean, the ghosts just made him turn blind and uh, Guy definitely had a mental breakdown there. And these ghosts do have a lot of power. Uh, they influence things beyond the house pretty regularly, like with the priest and, mm-hmm. and with uh, the car. Well, I mean, yeah, that like a the car times, and stuff. A couple times, which we were kind of noting how uh, in other movies like this, like Insidious or uh, or the other or Conjuring. It's usually the case that the ghost is only able to really influence people in the house. Mm-hmm. And then once you're out of the house, you're more okay. And this ghost was very powerful in that way. And it did feel almost like uh, the exorcist in right. that way, you know, where um, in the exorcist movie, it, it it's able to kind of do some things. Well, no, even the exorcist is kind of within the house, but, uh, but it does similar things. Oh, because you're thinking of the other Exorcist movies, not the first one. Yeah, maybe. And also thinking of that other William Friedkin movie uh, that we reviewed, the the Dryad, or the one about the um, the forest spirit. Remember, <laughs> it makes the car crash, yeah. or it makes the bike crash. The woman goes like off the cliff. Uh, cool. Which that was kind of reminding me when they had the car breakdown. I was like, oh, that's a little bit. Kind of reminds me of the the I forget what, what was it was it the guard it was like the guardian wasn't it the guardian oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where, the one with, uh, the, with the tree the babies <laughs> but it, exactly and it, it was able to make that uh, crash happen but uh, but yeah no it, and um, another thing I was definitely re- misremembered about this movie was that uh, I thought that uh, the ghost. <laughs> That the main source of the haunting was the murder that was DeFeo from the first mm-hmm. murders, and that him killing the family was like the thing that kind of initiated the haunting. But then in the movie, which I had completely forgotten, mm-hmm. was that it's like they got a, a ghost witch. room, yeah, there's the hidden room, which has that they had that history that there was a witch or they called him a witch but it was a male which means he's He's actually a warlock warlock, but which so they kind of mislabeled him a little bit that was kind of a i don't know if you guys agree but kind of an underwhelming room (laughs) because i remember that it was that it was red but it's this tiny little Mm -hmm. red room and it's like basically a wine cellar for ghosts like a ghost cellar yeah and that's where you keep your ghosts (laughs) and well in in the later one i remember uh the 3d one the third one the good uh, one. <laughs> oh, and there is a bit of a well because he falls in, but it's more of an a, a well in there. But he does fall into it. Remember, well, he falls the into the, room. yeah, but it's because the room filled up with black goo and like. 
Mm-hmm. Which uh, I really mm-hmm. loved the uh, the parts in the movie where the house is thoroughly haunted, but the the issues with the house just sort of coincide with like remodeling issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're like, there's sewage coming out of the toilet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which they're way too. Uh, they're all huddled around the toilet watching. I wouldn't have thought anything different. I would have thought that it was just sewage. But also, they were just way too close to it. If you thought sewage was coming out of your toilet, yeah, you'd be like, I'd be on oh, TV man. toes. You'd be backing up and calling the plumber. I don't get afraid of mice running around. I get afraid of like sewage on the floor getting mm-hmm. near my foot, getting mm-hmm. near my fuzzy slippers. Yeah, when yeah. when I saw that, I was like, why did an octopus ink all over this toilet? I mean, definitely. <laughs> did this come with the house? <laughs> And of course, the uh, the missing money, which that is like the missing money. That would have turned me crazy too, especially because he was having lots of money troubles. Mm. That was a tough one. That ghost was a thief. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, you know that money was still in the house because, by the way, ghosts work. It can just like move it somewhere and hide it somewhere, so it's still around. This movie isn't following ghost logic, though. I mean, <laughs> ghosts shouldn't be able to affect a car that's like maybe like. Mm. 10 miles away with a couple of priests in it. Yeah, for for all we know, that ghost was just chilling in a cell or playing spooky. There you go. Spooky, which, by the way, <laughs> is the name of the board game I just acquired from a community thrift store. <laughs> yeah, you know, we just got to tie it in for no reason. <laughs> well, people weren't going to know, so might as well yeah. <laughs> Oh, but also, we have to, this movie has to be... Com- uh, Another movie this definitely spawned is Poltergeist, mm-hmm. too, where you have the haunted house and mm-hmm. then you find that the the source of the haunting is, you know, something that the house is built over mm-hmm. that it happened in the far And house. also, if am I right to remember that if I nobody died in the poltergeist either? Or did somebody die? No, no one dies in. Oh, no, so. no, well, no, no, nobody dies in. Because fam- I know the family's intact, but I'm wondering if yeah. like anybody else that I might have forgotten. I mean, they used a lot of skeletons. Yeah, but they were already dead. <laughs> yeah. they don't count. That was another thing I misremembered. Is I I was sure that people died in this movie. Yeah, me and too. No one dies, and I was like, wait, okay. Or at least a scene where he tries to kill his family. Mm-hmm. I was waiting yeah. for that. Or where maybe he dies, Josh Brolin, eventually mm-hmm. because of the possession or something. Yeah, but that's so interesting. So the movie, like, really tried to stick really close to the uh, the text. But it did so, so wholeheartedly that there were some scenes that didn't really make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So I already talked a about the priest, but apparently in the book, uh, one of the side, not side effects, but one of the things that happens, uh, one haunting incidents is that at one point he's talking to his wife. And she ages dramatically. And um, when we were watching the movie, they include that scene, but it's done so quickly and weirdly with the special mm-hmm. effects. Without explanation. Without, without explanation? Anything. Yeah, that it's like, wait, I don't understand what's happening. Is that a body double? And that was a really bad mask. <laughs> yeah. There's a scene where they're struggling at the end, right? And he throws her to the ground. And when he turns her around, like she, she's got like wrinkly, plasticky face, like a mask. She doesn't look old. She looks like she's wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And then when we, again, the documentary, we're like, oh, shit, she's supposed to be old. Yeah, yeah, which they don't, they just kind of do it, but they don't really. Yeah, it's interesting. That's the thing about this movie that is really interesting is that, like, it's kind of a classic movie and people love it. And it's seen as a great movie. 
But rewatching it, it is definitely clunky in terms of mm-hmm. a lot of stuff not connecting up the way that it should. And characters kind of disappearing from the story. Like, it doesn't do a good job of kind of balancing the whole family with, like, the two sons with the daughter. Mm-hmm. Because... You, I, there were times where I completely forgot that the sons were even in the Me movie because they would just disappear from the story for a while, and it, and so much of the haunting stuff centered around the little girl along with uh, the parents that it just felt like they were the three main family members, and uh, there's definitely things that felt, and I I don't think it's a coincidence that felt like. Uh, the Shining and The Exorcist, where and Jaws, remember? Yeah, and Jaws. Well, I was saying because every seventies movie, nineteen seventies movie that takes place like in the East Coast, uh, looks like Jaws to <laughs> me, just by default because the era and the way they would film things, and and, and also the fact that we did have the mirror of Jaws in this movie. The what? The, the the mayor from Jaws was one of the, the priests. Oh my god, is he was he in it? I completely missed who did he play in it? He was um he, he wasn't he wasn't the father that was, you know, uh that went blind, but he was one of the guys that uh, he was trying to like lecture to like oh, convince like, him to go look. Right, right. Nice. But um but you get the kind of exorcist stuff with the daughter where mm-hmm. she talks about uh, the girl that she's playing with, Jody, like Jody and stuff. And, Turns out she's a pig. And it, 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 it was kind of reminiscent of, uh, you know, when Reagan talks about mm. how Mr. Captain Howdy and that kind of stuff. Um, and also, of course, the shining with the dad kind of slowly going crazy and, mm-hmm. and turning on the family and everything, which felt, but, excuse me. Um, but it, it, it was that era, you know, because uh, The Shining came out of, and uh, actually it came out pretty shortly before this movie. Mm-hmm. So it, it does have that feeling with like the old priest and, and the, the young, young priest. priest. And the young priest is kind of modern and kind of, he works on the cars. He's and, got long hair mm-hmm. and he's kind of dreamy. And the old priest is like the uh, kind of old similar to exorcist uh the old priest is like the guy who is like really into the kind of classic lore and mm. like this you know, understanding ghosts and demons but the, but he's also like the psychiatrist not he's a psychologist that's what he is right yeah which is pretty know. cool yeah but uh he should have been a skeptic but it wasn't and then the young guy was kind of a skeptic he, he was kind of like oh like if the if the if the leaders say that it's not... If it's not a Trans Am, I don't know how to understand it. Yeah. And I thought maybe he would show up, too, uh, to help the family. But mm-hmm. they And they do those, those scenes throughout the movie where they try to call each other and then they're static. They did that even all the way up until the third act. Mm-hmm. They had scenes where that was happening. And it was like, okay, I get it. It's like, I mean, the, I mean you know, I don't know. It felt like a little bit like they were kind of uh, 
like we they felt like they needed to explain why the priests never link up with the characters and so it was like oh well they can't call each other that's right <laughs> <laughs> on their landlines what are you so vicious about that we all had landlines mm -hmm. <laughs> i had oh, a rotary I phone <laughs> i also have to point out uh because it really hit me when i saw it mm -hmm. and i mentioned this when we were watching it was uh the pencil sharpener mounted on the wall <laughs> in the kitchen next to the hey ours is in the garage <laughs> oh you yes. have one yes we did <laughs> well i mean we used to have one too back when in the day as well like everybody that was a normal thing you had your pencil sharpener mounted on the wall mm -hmm. <laughs> and a whole puncher because mm -hmm. that came up a lot yeah yeah <laughs> but uh yeah no that and it's that classic sharpener too do you have that one that's in the movie that was, <laughs> i honestly don't know what ours is that's like the classic model like in yeah, school too like in grade school I, remember I how it had all the gauges that you mm -hmm. could like yeah, cycle could through but you only needed the one because i never once saw a pencil that was, that was a different mm -hmm. gauge because yeah, I, I i don't think ours is one that has like a different settings oh gotcha yeah it has that dial on it where you mm -hmm. can change yeah i know what you're talking about though because they always say those in school Mm -hmm. Yeah, in school for sure. No electric ones. It was the hand crank. But uh, but again, very uh, conjuring as well. It's so influenced by this movie, just yeah. like the whole feel of it. And, and it's um, great. I mean, it's a um, suspenseful movie. Mm. And uh, I really like the conjuring movies. I but, enjoy them a lot. And that, that's the thing. Uh, I was saying how the movie is kind of clunky and how things yeah. kind of don't match up, but it's still a really good movie. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, it totally works for sure. And they didn't even have, like, they had no attic scare. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty impressive for a haunted house. And there was, did they ever go into the attic in it? Oh, well, just the, the priest at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But they never really went back. Oh, uh, I they have a couple scenes up there, but not very many. Like I think when they bought the house, that's where they have their conversation. I think this was also uh, the first horror movie to do a cat jump scare. Oh no way! Nice. <clears throat> yeah. So not only did we have cat people, which had the first official jump scare in horror, but now we also have the first yeah. cat jump scare in uh, Amityville, which has definitely become a major trope. You know, through throughout the years, yeah, like it, it's it's funny because like all of us like have a kind of like a foggy recollection of like what actually happens in this movie. Because like for me, I didn't really remember all that much outside of uh, Kidder for obvious reasons, and the bleeding house was the uh, the only yeah. other thing that I remember. Uh, you know, I vividly remember like the the stairs and seeing like the blood seep through, and obviously like the house telling them to like get out but like that's the thing like there's been uh, so many different properties or uh just nods to this movie that has been displayed in other uh you know tv shows or other movies so everything just kinds uh kind of like blurs together so like it's you know there's things i'm remembering from like other things that uh, were inspired by this so it wasn't actually from manuville yeah, this movie is definitely iconic in that way. Especially, I mean, it's like the whole image of the house, the the it, the the, and oh, and they would do that, that thing, negative, which was really uh, interesting. Yeah, the the kind of red tinted negative image yeah. of the house. And it was cute. Was it was creepy. Ooh, and one thing that uh, we haven't touched on yet was uh, I really liked that the movie had this whole sense of 
you know, uh, religion is only, or Catholicism in religion in general was only one way to understand what was happening. Uh, so they have this whole character, which is the co-worker's girlfriend. Mm. Right, right. Right, so she... Who's kind of missed. Yeah, she has, like, this whole, like, you know, spiritual vibe where mm-hmm. she's just, like, really into crystals. I mean, she doesn't say it, but... <laughs> and I was telling John, I'm like, is she into crystals or does she... Dr- or is it just the 70s? So... Because, yeah, <laughs> the way she dresses is such a, like, hippie kind of... But it was the 70s, Like, yeah. if you dress that way today... You're, you're for sure into crystals. You know you're into crystals. And yoni eggs that are also made out of crystals somehow. But at the same time... Even though she was kind of mystic, she was kind of spiritual, It, to a certain extent, she was just dressed like a regular 70s yeah. woman, too. But my point being that I think that she had a big reaction to the, to the house, and she's approaching, so her approaching it from a non-religious, sort of alternative, sort of mm-hmm. a spiritual background kind of thing, kind of like sort of really lends legitimacy to the haunting, like to this is an evil beyond your comprehension, she won't even, said, which is fun. She won't even go into the house. Well, at first, and then she got turned on by it, and she had to go back. Yeah. Then, yeah, she was weirdly attracted and really wanted to go into the house, even though at first she didn't want to go And she's like, no, let's open up the red room. And then she was like, this red room is awful. I've got to go. I'm like, bitch, you did this. <laughs> Cover it up. <laughs> And a bit, and like I say, po- very kind of poltergeist, which uh, especially in Poltergeist Two, when we find out that uh, they had there was a cult that was doing things under the in the Poltergeist One, they think it's the cemetery, mm-hmm. which I think is the better way to go, and then they make it the cult in the second is actually under the cemetery, Ooh, but cults are in awesome. this that room is definitely meant to be, they sort of imply that there was maybe, oh, right, no, they do explicitly say, because the witch guy, the warlock, apparently would, I guess, stand in this, like, cubicle-sized room and do black magic, even though the whole house was his and he could have, like, done anywhere in the house, but I guess he used that That's specific man room. That's the man cave. warlock cave, totally. Which is a painted red, and it, which is, I mean, just a, like, you know, not a, it's actually not a big deal, but the fact that it's painted red is like, oh, like, okay. <laughs> like, ominous. It's painted red, yeah, it's like, but eh, whatever. Such no, a guy thing. No, but I mean, like, of, of course it would be in the basement, you know, like that's, yeah. that's a definite trope. But it's, it is funny though, because uh, I like watching some ghost hunting shows, ghost, uh, hunters specifically Mm -hmm. the the show uh which is a kind of a good show but not all ghost hunting shows but one thing i learned because i'm on the west coast i'm not east coast but one thing i learned from the ghost hunters tv show is uh is that it's actually fairly common these these east coast old east coast houses actually a lot of them do have hidden rooms ghost sellers which are Mm. usually a lot of times uh um, what do you call it? Underground railroad places where that's people... a that's a much better utility for mm-hmm. <laughs> where people could hide away, you know, if they needed to, um, as they traveled uh, west <laughs> to the to the west coast. Um, 
And so, like, that's actually a pretty common thing is, like, for people to have those hidden rooms. Right. Unusual closed off. I, uh, I, I also like how Holly's, like, <laughs> West Coast, Best Coast, and then she apologizes, like, I'm not actually on a coast. I don't know if you... <laughs> nowhere even well, near the East Coast. <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. I'm the Dakotas, including the Dakotas. <laughs> I forgot about the Midwest. <laughs> the prairies are nice. Well, we know uh, the lakes. No, they're nicer. Know, I know Key's area because of Ferris Bueller. <laughs> uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, of course, because uh, you know. Well, if something doesn't happen, and uh, and the Blues Brothers <laughs> would be would be the yeah, other one. Yeah, Blues Brothers, of course, <laughs> definitely. But Abe Froman, the Sausage King of oh, Chicago. There's not even that many movies that have. I mean, there's a couple of movies that have San Francisco in it. They're mostly from like the '60s and '70s. <laughs> But like nowadays, like there's you're, like yeah, the only really so shitty ones. Anymore. So if I, that's why I said like if in the movies, if it's not happening in New York, it's happening in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah. now San Fran's basically was only known for like Full House. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Full House. We mm-hmm. got the Venom movie. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Okay. You know that Full House is hilarious. Now that I think about it, like it makes sense. If you're gonna have a gigantic Victorian, you're gonna at least you're gonna need yeah. at least four to five professionals yeah, that can pay for it because yeah. <laughs> now that i think about it like and they were all like high paid jobs like newscasters and shit mm-hmm. well whether whatever mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then a hot uncle jesse that just makes movie in the basement or music in the basement mm-hmm. sorry 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 oh and a comedian <laughs> oh yeah a stand-up comedian they don't make any money they don't make any money <laughs> uh, but uh no um we were talking about East Coast, West Coast, the prairies, the lakes. We we're but, talking uh, about. Oh, oh! I was just gonna say though that about this movie that I think because uh, you know this is late mid seventies that this movie came out, and I 70s. feel like this movie might I, I I didn't check officially, but I feel like this movie also might be iconic because it's kind of like part of that wave of realistic horror in the 70s things were moving away from like Dracula and Frankenstein people thought that was passe and lame oh shit that's really cool and then the realism was starting to take over like Last House on the Left and like Exorcist and stuff where it feels like it's taking place in the real world and I I feel like this might be the first big haunted house movie where it really feels like it takes place in the real world with real people, you know? It, unlike a haunted house movie like like House on a Haunted Hill, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Vincent Price or... Or it's still like, you know, somebody's a baron. Yeah, where it's like very classic haunted house, like Disney Haunted Mansion style haunted house versus... Uh, you know this, where you have like the blood coming out of the walls and the and all and the and it's like a real family living in a real house. You know, it's not Vincent Price throwing a party for his friends. Even the Omen was like rich people, right? So. Mm-hmm. Was the Omen before this? I mean, the Omen. I think also, it was because I, I mean, this movie's seventy nine. I thought the Omen was like mid seventies. Did you look that shit up? <laughs> but I feel like even Omen falls into the kind of uh, seventy six. Yeah, for sure. Seventy six. 
Thank you. So just like right. a year before. Yeah. Uh, this one, but it's a yeah. It's all like that. It's all changing at this point. You know, Exorcist, Amityville Horror, The Shining. Uh, you know, Last House on the Left, which is a different type of movie, but it's all real world stuff. You know, not uh, fantasy horror mm -hmm. like Dracula. Can I um, do a quick little segue? Yeah. Or I'm sorry, tangent. Apparently, I think there's a, a Shining musical. Oh no way! I mean, I they they make musicals about just about any horror movie. I mean, they hell they did the Thanksgiving musical. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope it's a musical. It's put on by like an opera company. Mm -hmm. I hope it's not just like ugh, people just. That talking. makes sense to make The Shining an opera. You want to get to? You want to come with us? I've uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen the Evil Dead stage production. That's pretty good. Oh, that sounds awesome. And isn't there a reanimator musical too? Yeah, there there is. There's there's quite a few. Like that's the thing. There's definitely more out there than what like you would expect. But it's also like at the same time, like how many horror fans are actually going out to like watch these as opposed to like theater kids? You know, well, it's because oh, okay. there's a crossover. There there, there is some people. crossover for sure. Because like I grew up uh, as an orchestra nerd, you know, so mm -hmm. I I'm used to like going to theater. So I got a girlfriend who um, is a ballerina. And so every uh, year when the season opens up, mm -hmm. she's like, oh, we got to go get tickets to go see this, this, and that. And so I was like, hey, Joe, do you want to go to the ballet? And he was like, absolutely not. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I was like, hey, <laughs> they're putting on a performance of Frankenstein. He was like, what now? <laughs> and I got him to go to the ballet because it was Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. And he enjoyed it. it <laughs> he only took a tiny little nap. That was it. <laughs> I have not seen Rosemary. It's pretty good. Although he did make a pretty good joke. He was like, if there isn't a fair amount of this, then I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> they did not. No, not even a little bit. He was pretty upset. Some ballet. Understandably <laughs> so, I would say. <laughs> like where it's like doing the ballet dance with like stiff legs, like with brains. <laughs> Wait, he didn't eat brains. Yeah, no, he. Frankenstein. I don't know. I can't. I can't imagine Frankenstein would be like that. I can't imagine Frankenstein being that graceful of a uh, in ballet. You well, know? he knows putting on the reds. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> young Frankenstein. <laughs> There's actually a production of Young Frankenstein. Um, area. I think it's in San Jose, though. Mm. I'm not going to fucking San Jose. Yeah, that one's been out for a while. Oh, really? The Young Frankenstein musical? No. Yeah, they've been doing that for a while. Oh, I mean, cool. in general. They should make an Amityville musical. Mm. You could do that. <laughs> But I mean, which one? You know, there's like 800 oh, titles. Oh, you know, the one. <laughs> I feel like is the I feel like the reason I feel like Amityville is probably not like a specifically copper copyrighted or trademark term, and oh. so anyone can it's use the name of a town. Yeah. If you yep. want. All yeah, right, we're 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 gonna go through it. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Let me pull up the list. Tons of time. We're only at 42 minutes. Usually mm. these go for an hour. <sighs> Yeah, what are the sequels? Okay, well, here, let, let me go over the books first, and then we'll go over the films. Okay, so for the books, we have, obviously, the Amityville Horror, which came out in 1977. Uh, there's Murder in Amityville, which came out in 1979, which was a prequel. Uh, we have the Amityville Horror Part 2, which came out in 82. Then we got the final chapter, The Evil Escapes, The Amityville Curse, 
Uh, and then we got a couple of other ones uh, hey, with, with with Amityville in the name. Uh, Amityville, the horror returns. Amityville, the nightmare continues. High hopes, the Amityville murders, and uh, Amityville, my sister's keeper. What a weird oh, title what? for that one. I don't know. There's, there's a... Uh, that's the only one that doesn't have a link, so I can't even tell you what the hell that one even is. Uh, but in regards to films, okay. I wish these were numbered, for one. They're not. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> okay, the Amityville Horror. Amityville 2, The Possession. Amityville 3D. All right, we're at three. <laughs> Amityville 4, The Evil Escapes. Oh my goodness. Okay, we're, we're into the 1990s now. Uh, the Amityville Curse... Amityville, it's about time. Oh, what a dumb name. <laughs> Here, here's here, here's another uh, trope name. Amityville, a new generation. Okay, okay, always, always, yep. always. There always has to be a new generation. Absolutely. All right, we've got uh, Amityville Dollhouse. Ah. So that, that concludes the 1990s, so we're entering the 2000s. Uh, the only one in the first decade of the 2000s uh, is the remake, which came out in 2005, so Amityville Horror 2005. Then we got the Amityville Haunting, the Amityville Asylum, the Amityville Playhouse. Another one? Another house. Another dollhouse. Playhouse. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Dollhouse is different from a but fucking playhouse. playhouse would be where you put on plays. Right. No, Playhouse is like a, you know, late in a, like a, a kid, tight little tiny playhouse. playhouse. Yeah. Um, well, the kids also, playhouse is where you put on, where you'd have like. Oh, a playhouse. playhouse. Not, a, not a cool playhouse. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be either. I got right. you. I got you. Uh, we got Amityville Death House. Amityville Vanishing Point. Ooh. I wonder if that's an action <laughs> movie. Right, Reynolds is in that too. <laughs> Vanishing Point is a 70s car movie. And then it was remade with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait. I know a lot about Ryan Reynolds, but Wait. I know more about Goslin. Wait, Ryan Reynolds remade Vanishing Point? Oh, well, no, it was called Vanishing. I don't know if it was the same Oh, plot. Vanishing, which yeah. is the French movie. About kidnapping. Yes, it was about kidnapping. And I actually never watched it. I just know if you guys have read about it. Oh, Va- <laughs> no, Vanishing <laughs> Point is a 70s movie about a guy... Who drives a car across the country? I was completely wrong, but there's still a connection, so I don't feel that wrong. Let's continue. All right, we got uh, the Amityville Legacy. Motherfucker. The Amityville Terror. Yeah. Amityville No Escape. (laughs) 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 We're going. We're really going into the trope titles. Uh, Amityville Evil Never Dies. (laughs) Wow. All right, uh, Amityville Exorcism. Okay. Of course. Okay, I di- okay, this one doesn't even have an Amityville in the title, but it's Against the Night. Against the Night. We're up to 20. Uh, Amityville The Awakening. Yeah, 20. This is 21, The Awakening. Amityville, m- wait, what? Mountain Misery Road. This is turning into a workout. My arm is... Like <laughs> yeah, we're still going. Uh, the Amityville Murders. Yeah. Amityville Island. <laughs> oh wait! I, I island, hold, right? hold on, I, I got I got to look this one up for 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 for, for reasons. Uh, <laughs> it's not Amityville Vibrator. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, yeah, let's say that. We gotta Amityville Vibrator. Haunted Vibrator. Oh my god! 
<clears throat> Kathy moves into a new home and soon comes into contact with the vibrator with ancient evil powers. <laughs> Two researchers must locate this possessed item for Kathy and anyone else she encounters becomes a sex slave for Satan. <laughs> Yeah, that's a sick. Oh no. That's a sick. Oh no. Absolutely. All right. Was that 15? Was that 25 or 26? I can't remember. Okay. Shit. Let's go with 25. Okay. All right. Moving on. Uh, where are we at? Okay. Uh, Witches of Amityville Academy. What? They made a teen romp about like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Definitely. Uh, that might still be. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. I was gonna say porno too. <laughs> Uh, we got the Amityville Harvest. Okay, there's always a harvest, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Amityville Poltergeist. Every year, just around full. I'm sorry, you were saying? Uh, the in, Yeah, in Am Amityville Poltergeist. Hey. The Amityville <laughs> Moon. Is there an Amityville Jaws? <laughs> uh, not yet. Uh, Amityville Cult. We're up to 30. Yeah, we're still going. Amityville Vampire. Okay. Amityville Scarecrow. Oh, there's a series. This a is an uh, <laughs> Amityville <laughs> Uprising. <laughs> Who's uprising at this point? I don't know, but uh, we're getting to some of the good ones. Amityville Gas Chamber. I don't know about that one. Oh my god. What's it called again? <laughs> Amityville Gas Chamber. That's probably oh, a World War II. Oh movie. god. Uh, then we then we got this classic from uh, Mark Polonia. My, my guy who did Sharkula and the upcoming Cocaine Shark, which uh, is coming out Ooh. soon. Uh, Amityville in Space. Hell yeah. Oh, I that one <laughs> that one I know I've talked about. Yeah. Uh, okay, Amityville Hex. Amityville in the Hood. My god, we're getting close to 40. <laughs> Amityville Karen. Karen? Uh-oh. Yeah. Are these like, <laughs> just short YouTube videos at this point? No, no, these are movies. <laughs> Uh, Amityville Christmas Vacation. Okay, I nice. watched that one. Because, you know, it's my favorite genre. Yeah. Horror Christmas movie. Uh, that one, oh. according to Wikipedia, winner of the 2023 Fangoria Chains Award for Best Amityville. <gasps> but that also sounds like, you know, the, um, Vacation Christmas. Holiday of, uh, yeah. Like yeah. All right, we also have, uh, Amityville Thanksgiving. That's 40. And... Ghosts of Amityville. Damn, T, I thought you were lying to me. <laughs> you thought I was capping, and I absolutely I was not. I looked it up, and I was like, this is going to take a while. <laughs> that's 41. Definitely, that's definitely more than the Hellraiser series. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like, we, we always no. joke about these franchises having, like, a couple of releases and then going straight to VHS, but then you realize just how absurd Amityville is as a whole, and then you just compare it to literally any other franchise out there, and you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> They're just using... Yeah, no, it's gotta be the fact that Amityville is a town. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you can't really trademark it, so that means pretty much anyone can use it. Mm -hmm. For you can just put Amityville in your name and not worry about getting any lawyers coming after you. Right. I'm doing a little bit of math. See, like it's it's understandable for like hours of Amityville for like Did the books. Right? You know, like there's there's eight books in total based on you know the haunting in this case. Also, Jaws takes place in Amity, although I, I don't think it's Amityville, but it's Amity Island. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Jaws. Yeah. 
But yeah, like it, it makes sense though, like when when you think about it, because we did have like a pretty big uh, boom in regards to like low budget direct to video uh, horror movies, like in the 2010s, and that's when a lot of these movies were coming out. So yeah, and sure. that remake. I'm doing math on my velvet couch because my phone's recording. <laughs> I'm trying to see how many days it would take for us to run the movie. Watch every, every single Amityville movie. I mean, 41 movies times 90 minutes, approximately. Like 60 hours. That's No, it's a lot more than 60 hours. That's 400 yeah. hours. <laughs> well, it's like... Uh... That's 20. I mean, that's 90 minutes times 41. Mm-hmm. We had 40 movies? 41 movies. 41. So if we say your 40 phone hours. <laughs> then, no, it's like, isn't it like 60 to 70 hours? Because if if it's if it's like 40, say it's 40 just okay. to make it easy. And then that's, oh, my calculations are way off. And then, then say 40 hours. I got an extra zero and then somewhere. And the 30 minutes. I carried the five. So that's like half. So 20. <laughs> so 60. And then okay, round 60 up to hours. Like 70. Well, thank you. Then that sounds like three days if you run these movies back to back no bathroom breaks mm-hmm. we're gonna get so many numbers from yeah it'd be like three or four days of amityville yeah and i'm sure some of them are not even really connected to the oh definitely not haunted house genre they're probably completely random i mean especially obviously some of those ones the title oh it's the conversion on the minutes that's on me <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> Numbers, how do they work? Uh, yeah. You know, whatever, since I, start, ever since I got a smartphone, my brain is mush. So I, I forgot to divide by 60 for the hours versus going mm-hmm. by the minutes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, John. But but anyway, so you would take you three days, a pro, uh, you know, give or take. Yeah, to watch Probably take. Up. That's a roundup. And again, just having them run 24 hours, we have to subtract sleeping time past mm-hmm. or blacking out time. If you're if you're doing a marathon of like this, I mean, you you, you might you might need to to get through some of these, just knowing how many there are. You know, I, think I want to do that. We can schedule it around my birthday so that people feel obligated <laughs> to come hang out with me and watch these. And you then we just on. we put them on and we we watch them, the and bathroom. then um, we shut it down at like midnight to go to sleep. And then in the morning, we have eggs and more Amityville. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. I do remember liking... <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the third one for some weird reason. I've only seen the one. I've only seen the first one. I've seen the first I'm three. pretty proud of that. <laughs> well, just think you got another 40 to go. <laughs> I could have watched one every year of my fucking life. <laughs> the first three, I have no memory of the second one, even though I'm positive I've seen it, but just I don't remember it, it at all. Just but at the third it. one, I remember mm-hmm. for sure because it centered around the well a lot more. And there was actually kind of a cool creature that comes out of the well in it. And it's 3D too, so... If you have something coming out of well, you want some 3D action going on. But there was kind of a cool creature associated with the third one that I vaguely remember. But yeah, like I like I was saying, I forgot that this movie actually centers around a warlock who is a center of the haunting and not the family. The first murder guy and his and he how he killed his family. Because I, I always associate this movie with that you know story of uh 
Ronald DeFeo killing his family and uh, it was the energy from that super mm -hmm. awful because I mean that's a really um, typical cliche right mm -hmm. in horror movies where yeah. it's like one evil event really tarnished the entire mm -hmm. building you know the walls are seeped with its hatred and it mm -hmm. lives on even though the person has died a long time ago yeah yeah so yeah I mean like it's an easy it's an easy assumption because it's a popular trope and the, and the scene with the pig is is kind of funny and weird because the pig is really big the way that they show it in the window it's like a giant pig face well in the documentary it was a, it was seen from the outside looking into the window but he saw it from the outside and it was the mom it was it was margot kidder seeing mm -hmm. it from the outside and it was just the eyeballs right or, mm -hmm. or the glowy bulb but in the apparently when it was originally seen it was somebody was outdoors looking in and it was gigantic like the size of the mm -hmm. the window yeah. and it was and it was a pig and that was jody jody yeah. pig. jody who i thought was also they were trying to say was like one of the kids who was killed was it but it was also seemed to be the pig i don't know it was a little unclear who jody was dear james brolin <laughs> Yeah, James Rowland from... I mean, I know you didn't write car. it, but I'd rather talk to James Rowland. <laughs> Who we just watched the car and he was in. He's so cute. He was big in the 70s, of course. In the 80s. I, I love how, like, the run and gag in this movie is just telling him, like, how much he looks like shit. Totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, every time he's on screen. You're not supposed to do that. When somebody looks like shit, don't tell them they look tired. They really hate it. <laughs> and... Yeah, I guess the idea, I mean, he was being influenced, of course, by... The negative energy, then? I mean, it's weird, because you think it's like he's being influenced by uh, the murderer of the first. But it's Hale. But, but it's really the witch who, I guess, was influencing both of them to mm -hmm. commit the murders. Oh, yeah, don't they? Yeah, they talk about a witch. It's mm -hmm. not a warlock. Well, I mean, a warlock, warlock. is different. But uh, they were saying how originally the house belonged to a witch. Well, they... Did, or, or is that that witch a male warlock. witch, which would have yeah. been a warlock? They were calling him a witch, but it was a guy. So he's. I a thought it was a lady. But... Okay. No, it was. They were saying it was a guy. I thought that was pretty ambitious for a lady. At least I thought that's what they were saying, unless I misinterpreted. Well, I'm a little sad. But okay. Because I was like, oh, he should. They should be calling him a warlock because it's a guy who's a witch. Excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> dear James Brolin. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Margot was awesome although it does feel like her character kind of fades out of this movie as it goes she's a, a really main character in the first half but then the second half she's kind of just like and also we were talking about how she's completely unaffected that was so weird yeah. right <laughs> yeah. i mean not unaffected i mean she's affected by the moods of other people but she isn't like, yeah. She, is it supposed she to be like her face is reacting that much? But then you can't even like say say it's her faith in religion that is saving her because the priest and her, and her aunt, who's a nun, are violently <laughs> ill. Yeah, the aunt part, the, or the, the, the nun cool part, was pretty cool. Yeah, the cool, <laughs> the cool nun. Um, that was I, I like that scene. You know, that was that was neat. And then she but, she tosses uh, her cookies on the side of the road. But yeah, it's like. I think she's, I think that's just kind of the clunkiness of the movie where it doesn't, it's like the story escalates and things escalate, you know, but on the same hand, it doesn't feel cohesive, you know, mm -hmm. I feel like if they remade this movie again now, 
not the Ryan Reynolds remake, but if they do this again now, that they could, or, you know. You were the better Ryan, the Gosling well, Ryan. But even actually, forget that. The Conjuring and Insidious are like, I think, better, well-constructed, better constructed redos of this movie. Uh I mean, like they do it, I feel like those two movies do this movie the right way. I would say, I would agree. They take those elements and the fl- that flawed movie, and they they pull things together to kind of retell the story, but in a better way. Insidious mm-hmm. for me was one of the best franchises in a while. Like, I mean, and the first one being like the best one, but I don't know if it's mm-hmm. the best one because it's the best one or because I had such an emotional reaction to. No, it's definitely the best one. What's that? It's definitely the best one. Cool. Okay. But I mean, also uh, to consider the fact that um, when I first saw that movie, I, 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 I had it been a while since I felt anything for a horror mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. And then this movie came out and it was so fucking good. Yeah. Well, so, it was not only that, but it was also just showing like there can be extremely effective PG-13 horror out there. Mm-hmm. And it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, and that they, I, I always really liked the fact with Insidious and The Conjuring how mm-hmm. <coughs> they went back <coughs> eating popcorn, which is um, yeah, popcorn. I bought us popcorn. Uh, There's a Toblerone out there later too. Um, I, I always liked how those movies were kind of going back to that '70s feel mm-hmm. of horror movies. You know, it's so interesting because I mean, like how. Often, I feel like there's not that many movies where you end up with the main character in a sludge in a in a in the ground. So of course, Poltergeist. There's mm-hmm. this one. There is uh, that Dargento, uh, Argent, Dargento. Argento. <laughs> I'm thinking about the cheese. The Dario Argento movie where um, it's up in the Alps, and at one point, like there's the serial killer and like. He's keeping bodies in like a hole in the ground in his basement. That's like dirt. Oh, you mean the one with uh, is Jennifer it phenomenon? Is it yeah, phenomenon? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was such an awesome batshit crazy movie that mm-hmm. like I always forget parts of it because they're so crazy and they don't tie in together very well. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a monkey with a knife. Anyway, but uh, yeah, there's nothing like being enveloped in goo. Yeah. Human yeah. human remain goo. Yeah. No, they. It, the poltergeist does kind of the same yeah exactly yeah that's what i'm saying yeah when the mom is in the pool with the skeletons and the the skeletons come out Mm -hmm. that's such a freaking powerful scene (laughs) yeah and it's that they uh, just took away the tombstones you just moved the tombstones yeah you didn't move the body i remember when i was a kid i saw that i was like that's the height of human depravity now i'm older i know better (laughs) whoa (laughs) speaking speaking of that uh like poltergeist human depravity oh (laughs) you just moved the tombstones and you didn't move Mm. the bodies in a neighborhood near me in real life Mm -hmm. there's a uh a um what do you call it uh mortuary Mm -hmm. like the place where they prepare the bodies you know we know that was me Uh, i've been drinking In a neighborhood by me, there was one that was there from the 1940s all the way Whoa. up until uh, recent times. That's cool. And it it, it was uh, a big one. It's like a two-story one. And it and had, lots of bodies. It had like a drive-through. For a quick mortuary experience. <laughs> it was a mortuary with a drive-through. Oh. And uh, they very recently, just within the last couple of years, 
uh, converted it into apartments. Oh! <laughs> which is just oh! like, like, if there's ever going to be a haunted place <laughs> in real life, like, it, I hope, it's like, do you know, if you move into this place, do they tell you before you move in that this place for, let's see, 40, 50, 60, they have 70, to. For about 60 to 70 years. That's a lot of haunted. This place was a mortuary with dead bodies moving through it. So, and now you're living in well, like, well, I don't actually uh, What do you think, T? I, I think it's a little bit different in this case. Because, like, even when it comes to, like, a murder they didn't get in murdered. a house. I, oh. I know, but I'm just saying, like, the whole thing is it's, like... I can't remember if the realtor like has to disclose it or if it's only if they're asked about it. I think no, that they, it might be different by state or county or whatever or city. That was another thing I misremembered about the movie, by the way. And I think you were saying, too, was that uh, in this movie, they know it's they know about the murders mm -hmm. when they move in. She right. tells them. Unlike I the vulture guys where you don't understand. Yeah, that they the, don't know. Yeah. And I thought my I remember I misremembered that in this one they were not they told. they went in fully aware but also who thinks at this one yeah. I was like John would you move into a house if it was given to you and it and it was thoroughly haunted and he said without skipping a beat absolutely yes <laughs> I would, if someone said they had a, a house was haunted but they, I could get it for super cheap or, or yeah he was I even willing to pay for it too. <laughs> Like it wasn't yeah. me. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you would have to check it out. You'd have to see, you know. I mean, if you have walls are bleeding, <laughs> that'll just be the storage room, guys. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, is it O negative? Can I sell it? <laughs> if you had a real haunted house today, you could definitely monetize that. You could, uh... Oh my god! I just remember that episode from Aqua Teen Hunger Forest where Danzig buys the house oh, yeah, the... with the bleeding walls. <laughs> with the bleeding walls. Yeah. And it is it like a robot? That show was such a yeah. That that show such a fever dream. Yeah. But I feel like there was a robot, and he was upset because the walls stopped bleeding at some point. <laughs> He's like, "If you guys see my robot, these walls are supposed to keep bleeding." That's oh my right. god, that was such a good episode. Yeah, the bleeding walls is definitely a uh, iconic thing from this movie for sure. Are you saying iconic because it's like the new hot word that everybody's saying? No, it is iconic. I'm not using it as a <laughs> slang term. It's literally well, the slang term just means what it actually technically <laughs> means. It's just being overused by the Kardashians and yeah. I mean, it's, I'm not using it like slay. I'm so mean today. <laughs> Um, I don't know what's getting into me. But no, it, it is. Because obviously, like it, we've mentioned before, the image of the house is is super famous. Mm -hmm. I was like, don't say it. <laughs> uh, like, you better tight your, bite your tongue, boy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like one of the other things too, like we haven't mentioned, like when they were shooting this movie, of course, like everyone wanted to shoot uh, in Amityville, but like there was major blowback. Uh, from the town but you know sure enough it, it basically just blew up in their faces like after the movie came out everyone just went to droves over there <laughs> yeah well i hope they made some money off their property and uh well didn't that house um resell recently for like a bunch of million dollars yeah but the market price was pretty standard with mm. what mm. is 
what houses sell for now. Yeah, in um, New York. I mean, upstate or whatever. I, I feel like you could definitely because this is a thing people do. Uh, you, if you bought that house now, you could definitely, you know, have tours and make it into a tour. People stay over. And, yeah, make it a bed and breakfast. And or a dead and, and breakfast, as a dead and but yeah, and, and and figure out how to monetize it, basically, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know if that's what they're doing now there, but... Uh, if it's not, it should be. Yeah. I mean, you would kind of have to, because it's so famous and everything, you John, have to kind of go for it. For your birthday, do you want to go stay at a haunted house? <laughs> yeah, the Stanley Hotel. Or, that's in uh, Colorado. Mm-hmm. We could just go to San Jose to the Winchester. I know someone who, you guys didn't... We went to the Stanley, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought I knew someone who actually It was awesome. It's a really nice place. Did you have any weird experiences? Absolutely not. Yeah, it was just normal. It was just normal. No, it was great. It was wonderful. We should go there. (laughs) We should go there. Well, here's a really cool... All right, I'll just just take 30 seconds to talk about the Stanley in uh, Estes Park, Colorado. Estes Park is gorgeous, tiny little town. And uh, so the the Stanley uh, was the inspiration, but it wasn't where it was filmed. Right, right. And so when we went there, they have a maze, you know, like the the hedge maze. It's actually, oh, there is a maze. Sort of. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's a maze and we get there and the maze spells out, um, shoot, uh, yeah, the Stanley or something. Not, not the word, but it was initials and I can't remember what it was, but it was two initials, S and something else. And, uh, and so we're walking through and the tour guide is like, cause they do special tours cause of the movie. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, so we built this maze because of the movie. The maze was like, maybe like the, or the hedges were about like, mm, like three feet tall. <laughs> and I was like, well, these are nice. Um, so you guys just did this and it'll grow and, you know, big and tall. And it'll be really cool. They're like, no, by law, that can only be three feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> You can just see it. It's three feet, John. <laughs> they don't want you getting lost in there. I'm five nine, but uh, they're like, you know what, guys, just crawl through. <laughs> you can just like, yeah, you can just like put your leg over it, just like <laughs> cut across it. It was so funny, but uh, it's it's a really cool place, and they do a bunch of events, like um, they do concerts and stuff. Like concerts of like musicians you've never heard of, and you're like, oh, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then um, there's a podcast that I follow uh, a lot called uh, No Sleep, which is uh, uh, like, uh, what do you call it? A uh, radio drama for horror. Mm-hmm. They're super awesome stories. And they do a live show there uh, in during Halloween, and they have like guests from like uh, actors from famous horror movies, and oh, it's, it's the whole weekend. I've never made it there, but maybe this year. Nice. I just did a commercial for them, so if you, mm-hmm. if anybody hears this, I'd be open. For well, don't they also do like a film festival at the Stanley? Um, probably. I'm pretty sure it's they not do. Very likely. It's a it's a beautiful place. It's really cool. All right, let's get back to the movie. So, I'm gonna go. And why did we start talking about the Stanley? Oh, well, we're gonna oh, go for your like birthday. You were gonna <laughs> the yeah, we're talking about haunted places. Winchester Mystery House. We were talking about what we're gonna do for your birthday, but okay. I, I saw a cool documentary about the Winchester Mystery House that basically, like, you know how people say she keep, kept building the house yeah. because ghosts and everything? Because of ghosts. I saw a documentary where they were like, basically, she was super rich, and uh, the she was like a really nice person who 
she had all these people working on her place, like the construction workers and, and <clears throat> uh, servants and employees yeah. and things. And that basically, the documentary was like, essentially, she was so nice and she was so rich. She didn't want to fire oh, anybody. Oh, that's so a nicer reason. She just kept people there working and building just so that they would, she could just keep have them, having them work and that that's, that's the so real sweet. explanation for why <laughs> the house is the way that it is. That's really neat. But that's cute. I know, it's kind of, it's like a nicer, more wholesome, but, but anyway. But anyway. Uh, Amityville Horror. Pretty fantastic movie based weird because it was based very uh very folk or it was very focused on being very true to the book mm -hmm. and um it was a great movie I mean, maybe too connected to the book yeah, where they agreed maybe caused some of the confusion for in the story but i yeah. feel like if you would have watched it in 79 or 80, yeah it was not, like, you would have known the book at least by you know word of mouth and mm -hmm. you would have understood what was going on so it was very specifics to its time and it does do a good job yeah. of being overall a good movie and uh, and kind of like accomplishing everything it tries to do, even yeah, though it's, it's it's like it, it's just one of those situations where my kid memory of it, where <laughs> it's like you have that like when you try to go revisit things that you liked as a kid or that were awesome as a kid and then when you rewatch it as an adult you're like oh like you see it in a different light and you're like this doesn't quite work the way that i remember it and it's yeah it's not the kind of perfect flawless movie that you remember in terms of of all that but uh but it's, yeah no it was still really good though yeah and Great. uh and definitely, and, and even at the end, which also is very poltergeist, the end of the movie. Yeah, when he goes back to the dog. The, the family Aww, in the car yeah. and everything, which they do exactly in poltergeist yeah. to get out of the house. I also thought someone was for sure, something's going to happen, like the dad's going to die or something yeah. in this part. But, but yeah, then he didn't. Everyone gets out and you're like, oh, okay, everybody made it out okay alive. I was surprised. That guy was dealing with a lot of stress, though. Mm -hmm. Which hopefully he got his business back on track. I, I know, know he... and paid his employees, and uh... which that guy was trying. His friend kept track showing up and trying to get him to yeah. work on his business. But... And those mooring fees were getting so high, which is why he, he bought the house <laughs> in the first place <laughs> for his boat. For his fucking boat. Yeah, totally. Maybe sell a boat next the time. The boat house. <laughs> I feel like more things should have happened in the boathouse, but I guess it's based on a book, so mm -hmm. you can just make up shit and make shit happen in the boathouse. Yeah. It's such they a have, perfect place to murder someone. They had that scene with the boathouse where there was, like, the lights were on and he went to investigate, but then nothing really happened. Exactly. Is that, yeah. Was that the cat scare? Yeah, that was the cat scare. Mm -hmm. Which, yeah, it is Oh, we talked about that. We were like, a cat doesn't randomly, on the other side of the oh, window yeah. pane, scream at you. <laughs> Bloody murder. Yeah, cats don't come up and hiss at you like that. You have to scare them. You gotta fuck with that. them for them to fuck for yeah. them to fuck with you, yeah. But that was funny because it basically came up to the window like just specifically to scare him, you know, to like say boo and scare him. <laughs> but yeah, James Brolin. Wait, right, James Brolin. James Brolin. Yeah, Josh Brolin is his son. His son, yeah. Goonies. Goonies, mm. yeah. And Thanos. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, so overall, yeah, no, clunky, but good. And, you know, we got and we got a lot of things that would, like, eventually become tropes in horror, too. Like, obviously, oh, um, like the like the Black Labrador, for example, like, really being obsessive over, you know, the secret room in the basement because, you know, he can right. sense an evil presence in the house. And similarly, they have, isn't it in, uh, is it, it's in The Conjuring where they have the dog and then they put, they put the dog on the leash outside, uh, but it dies in, in The Conjuring, the dog dies, which I thought, that was another thing I misremembered with this movie that you I thought, thought the dog, the dog, dog died, <laughs> but the dog doesn't die. And they rescue the dog. Nobody no dies. One, no one actually dies. But the dog does Death spend. Count? Zero. <laughs> the, the the movie does seem to suggest that the dog spends like seventy two hours straight digging in the right because he has a bloody garage. pause. Yeah. Oh, it's sad. Yeah, just digging for days and days down in the basement. The the only thing missing though was you know after uh, you know he was in the sludge in the basement, and you know he gets back in the car. I was just waiting for like the wife to be like, "You look like shit." I was waiting for like. <laughs> I was waiting for like the Shawshank Redemption moment where he gets out in the rain and like he's like, mm-hmm. oh. and then he's like cleaned by the rain a little bit before he gets in the car with his family, mm-hmm. and that has it doesn't have any of that evil goo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if Ghostbusters taught me anything is that you really don't want to carry any evil goo on you. Yeah, yeah. Or in uh, Poltergeist Two, when uh, the guy gets possessed when the dad Craig T. Nelson gets possessed. <laughs> Craig T. Nelson yeah. gets possessed. When coach gets some, possessed. <laughs> I think there's some goo involved in that too where he like drinks the vodka. Oh no, he swallows the worm. It's kind of unrelated. But Polter, this movie definitely has that poltergeist feel. Like, I mean, this movie the other way around. Poltergeist has the or, Amityville yeah, feel. Yeah, the Amityville feel. Where this is like the modern... Amityville is like the the template for the modern haunted house movie because you don't really like I was mentioning those like uh, house on haunted hill or hell right. legend of hell house. And it's always like you know old money years. rich people, mm-hmm. you know ancient uh, incestuous you know. Bad and you don't rich see people. any ghosts. I mean, you see the pig, but there's no real ghosts. And right. then that little documentary mentioned how the remake. Uh, puts ghosts into the movie. Oh, right. Where you actually see the ghosts, which this one doesn't really do except for the pig, but even then it's not really, you know. But yeah, no, it doesn't do... And you do get that little payoff of there's, they put the cross up and then they find the cross upside down. You covered in soot. Mm-hmm. You covered in soot, which is another kind of popular trope that comes out of this too where you have the crosses turning upside down in the house hmm. which you see a lot in like the conjuring and insidious and stuff true true yeah but it's normally like we actually see it happening on camera it's not just mm-hmm. let me walk into the room and then you know they're upside down and it pay it takes a long time to pay off in this movie they show you the cross in the beginning and then you mm-hmm. see the upside down cross like near the end it it's it, it really like they put a lot of space between those two things in this movie. But yeah, in, in more modern ones, you more directly see it. Where right. They put the crosses up and then it's like, oh my God. I appreciate it. Up. I appreciate when they give you a minute to forget about, you know, some element they mm-hmm. added to the movie so they can surprise you with it later. Mm-hmm. 
not so much like, you know, it's always so on the nose where it's like, hey, we're introducing this thing. Oh, no, this thing. You're like, oh, Jesus. I just, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, great movie. Lots of fun. It's, it's really cool to watch the old movies again because you always misremember them. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't seen it for a while. I realize. I mean, I've seen it a bunch in chunks and in chunks in, and remakes. But, but all of that was in the past. I haven't seen, watched it all the way through for yeah. a bunch of years. Yeah, we we thoroughly thought that uh, the wedding was at the house, mm-hmm. not you mm-hmm. know they moved from the house to the second location. And incidentally, where are those fucking fifteen hundred dollars? Yeah, they never found it. You know, it's it has to be there. It's in the it. house. It's but probably it in the be, red room. The thing is, it might be like in the wall. Oh <gasps> shit! It could be like within in the walls. You know how that because there's a lot of stuff that's in the walls mm-hmm. in the haunted house. Movies. I mean, you don't know. Maybe like Ghost is just an asshole and he hit like. A ten dollar building, like every book in the house. Oh, <laughs> yeah, true. And back in the seventies, you had a good amount of books in the house. Mm-hmm. It stole that money quickly too. It was only yeah. out of sight for a moment. Yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we kept track of that. We're like, "What the fuck? It happened already." Mm-hmm. It happened while they were. Yeah, I thought they would do a thing where, like, they you walked away from it. And, no, know, it was just a hug. Yeah, exactly. and then it was done. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're in the room, which is funny. That's pretty cool. But yeah, no, that's a good uh, dramatic scene. But oh, yeah. there was even a callback to it, too, where like his coworker comes in and is like, you haven't paid the employees. Also, there's a caterer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's been calling. And you're like, oh, my God, the caterer never got paid. Or the, or the, che- or the check balance for the caterer. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Who's like a, who comes across like a mafia guy. Yeah. He's like shaking him down <laughs> for, for money. He's like, you get the money. He's like, you're going to have to. He's like. Oh, he would only accept cash and no checks. For good reason, because the check bounced. So mm-hmm. I don't blame the cater. Poor yeah. cater. Yeah, writing checks. That's like yes, that's old school. Now you just do it for rent. I, I only know, write checks for rent. Seriously. And now I have to fucking buy stamps on a regular basis to go with my fucking rent checks. Mm-hmm. That's how they get you. That's how they get me, man. I do get excited about buying the new checks. I have uh, muscle cars and train stations this year. It's exciting. <laughs> Last year was a Star Wars robot and um, and Hot Wheels cars. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> cool shit. Cool shit. Oh well. Uh, following in keeping with tradition i will go ahead and give and drop the heavy hint that maybe we run out of shit to talk about yep yeah yeah definitely uh yeah everyone gets out everybody's fine the dog makes it which is great Mm -hmm. but you know it's also like everybody made it out oh and then it has yeah just a little bit of text basically letting us know that they left everything oh that's right yeah they leave all the shit at the house yes (laughs) You could have killed off the real estate agent easily. You could have killed off at least one priest. I mean, there were so many fucking priests. You didn't kill one. He was old anyway. And he was old anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, like I say, I, I don't know if it happens in one of the sequels, like the second one or the third one, mm-hmm. but I could have, I so strongly remember a priest getting killed in that attic scene with the flies. They might have recreated it in the second or third one. And had them I think maybe he did die in the Ryan Reynolds um, one. Oh, in the Ryan Reynolds one. I can't remember, movie. but he gets hurt at least. Mm-hmm. Like, it's he actually gets thrown around. And that's right. what they said in the documentary. That's what I'm saying. 
I can't even remember if I've seen the Ryan Reynolds one. But that just goes to show me, like, there's a, yeah, this old movie that's so uh, lauded, like, that, you know, we kind of forgot all, we forgot the basics. And not to mention, just to, like, uh, the... What the nail in the coffin? But the two, you know, the two ghost hunters, um, they're not in this movie, but, uh, you know, Elaine and, uh, and what's his name, Warren? The Warrens. The Warrens. <laughs> Apparently, they were involved in uh, the initial murders with Ryan, Brian DeFeo, Mm -hmm. the original murder, and were involved, like, in the giving, like, some sort of, like, testimony in terms of the court case. What? And that basically... Right. Which adds, like, a whole other kind of messed up element to it. Because yeah. they, their stance was that it was ghosts. And Why would you allow that in a fucking court of right. law? That's <laughs> They were essential, And I don't know if it was literally, like, officially in the court case or if they were just... Because they were definitely investigating it around that time. But they yeah. were supporting... Essentially, they He's were supporting innocent. the notion that it was ghosts mm-hmm. when this guy killed his family. And, it, and when you kind of look back at it, it's like, oh, my God. Like they, you know, they were supporting a murderer. That they were kind of helping Shit. potentially give a alibi to a murderer. All right, I would like to end the show with by saying John's best don't joke. Oh. Don't say, uh, John's best joke from when we were watching this a couple of days ago, which was, um, uh, what did you say? Uh, the seventies, where you called it a haunted house. And not a family, was it? Oh, well, I was saying how uh, today we know them as family annihilators. Back then, it was just a haunted house. Yeah, it was just ghosts <laughs> back then. Which I feel like, I really feel like, it, back then, psychology was relatively new, even in the 70s. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, it existed, mm-hmm. but psychology and seeing... Uh, like therapists and things like that, and being right. diagnosed I think that was like the heyday of mis- trying to, you know, of, of actually going in and seeing somebody for your trauma kind of shit. But I, I really have this theory that back then people were more willing to sort of see this as like a supernatural thing because how could you believe? Like how yeah. could it's like this guy kills his entire family? That yeah. I think back then people were like, this is so Clearly, crazy yeah. and so outlandish that you could almost believe there was yeah. some supernatural. Clearly, this is a supernatural element. evil, yeah, yeah, as opposed to a family annihilator, which, which now we know is globally fairly yeah, common. Or let's, let's not call it common, but not a, I mean, it, it it's happens. a thing. That it's a thing. That it's a thing. And it, it's a known enough thing that they gave it a name. They gave it a name. <laughs> <laughs> That, you know, it's like people do this and it's a thing. But, yeah, no, I feel like people were much more willing back then to be like, yeah, it could have been the ghosts. It could have been a demon or a witch making him do that. You know, I feel like now you could never get away with that explanation. But it's interesting. I was trying to, you know, close the show, but now I got another thing to say. (laughs) But uh, I was just going to say, like, it's so interesting because, like, there's all the all the basic elements of a family annihilator are right there where it's just like the insurmountable. um, uh, With the current family. Right. With 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 all the financial troubles. The financial troubles, like the family mix, uh, what do you call the blend? The 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 blended family, you know, coming together. Right. Like there's so many elements of stress, like the heavy mortgage, the 
the the fucking morning freeze. <laughs> <laughs> which is the yeah, which is a big thing that causes that. It's yeah, like and financial. To, and particularly in the seventies, or even it, it even happens now, but particularly like you know. Uh, a bunch of decades back is just you know if you feel like you're the only person who can provide for this family mm-hmm. and if you can't do it then, then they're basically dead anyway so yeah. you might as well just finish everybody so off in like, yourself there's no option there's no option so like it's 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 yeah textbook family annihilator mm-hmm. but back then haunted mm-hmm. yeah but ghosts i'm not saying it wasn't a haunting i'm not trying to you know i'm uh, i am a disbeliever but I'm just trying to say, like, oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. let's wrap it up. Unless somebody else has anything. For like sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I will just note, you know, John, get, like, confused in, like, whether or not, like, the father died. That's actually in the second movie. Oh, where he does die. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and they kind of do this. That's what I got. Yeah, that's what I'm, why I'm misremembering it. I got to rewatch. I kind of want to rewatch the second For my one, birthday, let's watch all 41 41- fucking movies it's only three days that's just a long weekend i would watch the <laughs> second and third one can we watch the christmas one please the, what was the christmas one again T- what was it called <laughs> i don't have the page was it was the- like amityville christmas vacation oh Chris, christmas, christmas vacation. vacation holiday oh, oh. that has to be a Cheesy. parody of uh christmas and vacation. i definitely want to i'm gonna look up the porno tonight <laughs> <laughs> Porno. Was it the Amityville uh, vibrator? vibrator? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? I can see it. Well, here, it plugs in. into the wall. Boom. <laughs> Porno movie. Yeah, yeah. It can be haunted. It can be haunted. Your Hitachi one mm. is haunted. And it turns on on its own without being plugged in. <gasps> but mm-hmm. nobody minds that. Let's see. I'm 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 just on Tubi to see. Unless it's in a there. drawer and it makes horrible noise and you're sleeping in the middle of the night mm. and you wake up super afraid because you don't know what's going yeah, on. Totally. Okay, I see. I see why it's terror. How many? I'm seeing how many uh, Amityville movies we got on Tubi. There's quite a bit. Fucking Tubi! I have to say, more and more, I'm starting to love Tubi. And I just lost lost my HBO. And uh, the Christmas Vacation is on there, by the way. <gasps> Which one? Oh, Christmas Vacation. <sighs> I think I might want to save it for Christmas. Mm, do or I? July. Uh, for Christmas in July. <laughs> I really watch, I really like watching horror movies and Christmas, I mean, or, or Christmas movies and Christmas. So in the daytime, I do the clean ones. And at nighttime, I do the scary ones. Well, they, they also got the uh, My Amityville Horror uh, documentary on there, too. Mm, nice. There's supposed to be a Netflix one that I that I wanted to check oh, out. Yeah, it's supposed to be a little bit Dark more expensive movie. because the one that we watched was on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty good. I, thought, I mean, it was only 14 minutes, but... Yeah, it was basic, kind of going over. But I was like, that's as long as my attention span can last anyway. Leaving all your stuff. So they only... The, the, the family that this movie's about, they only live there for a couple of months. You're right, because, I mean, they were going day by day. And I think at, one, at the beginning, they jumped ahead a month. So, like, they've been moved in for a month. And then they started doing the countdown, right? So, and I think the countdown only got to like 20 some days. I mean, think about it though. It's like, if you're like a family who just bought a house that you can't afford and there's all kinds of financial problems going on. You can't leave. So you, but you make up like a story about a ghost and you're like, we have to move out and we can't, we have to sort of like bail on this whole situation. 
did they default on paying for the rest of the house? Probably. Maybe was it? I mean, you could be, you'd be like, I had to move out because of the ghost. An almost family annihilator ended up not telling their, his family, but instead pretending that it was haunted so that he didn't have to pay. You know, that's a much better way out. <laughs> it's like the desperation uh, mm-hmm. move. Maybe this apartment's haunted and I can't afford the rent. No, it's fine. I can do it. I mean, and, but it, you even have the plausible deniability because <gasps> the the realtor told there's the history of the actual. That's right. Murder. And the realtor disclosed it, so you would be like, "Oh, I can just you, I could say because of what happened here before." And you know, there's a re- we talked also about what a really good reason there is for disclosing murders in mm-hmm. a home, even if you don't believe in ghosts. There, if there isn't stigma attached to your home, you got to admit that that's going to depreciate its value. If your yeah. kids are going to be like freaking bullied at school because they come from a haunted house, shit, that's horrible, you know? Like that's affecting uh, all portion or all aspects of your family. And re- yeah, people really are going to look at you weird at the Whole Foods. There is a modern case where a person got out of, uh, was able to get out of buying a house because of it being quote unquote haunted because not because it was haunted or because there was proof it was haunted, but because there was such a reputation of it's haunting in the neighborhood that everybody told this new homeowner that the house was haunted and they kept telling them. And so it affected the homeowner so much that they ended up suing the realtors that sold them the house and saying, hey, you sold me this house and you didn't tell me mm-hmm. about its history. And no, they was won. talking shit about it. Right. But it wasn't, this is a real case and a real thing that happened fairly recently, but it wasn't necessarily because they believed the house was haunted. But the but stigma. Because of the stigma. And so, yeah. yeah, like if you move into a murder house or a house that's famous for hauntings they actually have to disclose it to you is it by the sea (laughs) (laughs) that's just extra incentives (laughs) but yeah yeah which they did in this movie which was uh, i was yeah i was i was really surprised how they actually disclosed it to them because i was like oh my god and i feel like the movie in a way would have actually worked a bit better it would have actually been better if they hadn't been told, and then you can have the mystery of finding like the big out. reveal, the big reveal, mm-hmm. like in Poltergeist. And when they go in the movie, they even go to the library, right? And re- oh yeah, she gets yeah. the biography and researches, right? And even James Brolin goes to uh, City Hall and picks up blueprints, right? Which he never looks at during which, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> never really plays it. It's like we know about the hidden room. He doesn't even need to get the blueprints to get the hidden room, but uh-huh. that. Whatever. It's Whatever. Who needs blueprints when you have a black Labrador? Oh. Right. Yeah, and then exactly. he steals a book from the library. Yeah, we, <laughs> he steals like a witchcraft book from. What an awesome day he had that day! <laughs> so he got on his fucking hot ass motorcycle, hot ass James Brolin, and he's all fucking like seemingly coked out. Oh no, it's not coke. It's ghost. It's probably coke. Oh. And then he goes to city hall. He picks up some blueprints, put him, puts him in the back of his awesome motorcycle. Drives over to this library, steals an old ass witchy book, <laughs> then goes to a bar and punches out his fucking coworker, yeah, yeah. and then goes home drunk on and his then, motorcycle. <laughs> technically, they never really do anything. Why can't I be James Brolin? 
that's the clunkiness too, where it's like you get a lot of things that just don't connect up mm-hmm. with the overall story. It's all right. But yeah, but it's fine. But <laughs> but that's a lot of it where it's just like things happen and it's like, oh, this is interesting and it's cool, but then it, it's like never plays out into anything, you know. But it's yeah. fine. It's yeah. a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a classic. Agreed. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are officially past its runtime. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> I think we're good to uh, to yeah. wrap up the show. We've definitely talked about plenty. Honestly, I'm always so surprised that we go nine plus ninety minutes plus. I'm like, did we really mm. talk about this movie for ninety minutes plus? Except for dolls, you guys would not talk about dolls more. There wasn't a lot going on with them. I think that was our only like forty-five minute show. They turned people into dolls. That yeah, we could have talked about the the craftsmanship. We could have talked about the acting. I don't know. Yeah, you know we're really well read up on our doll making. That's what these shows are about: doing the research. Mm. <laughs> dolls. Dolls. <laughs> All right, so uh, next week we got our patron selection of uh, From Black, which is the new uh, 2023 release, which is a Shudder original. Uh, This one's coming from Lonely Bob. Uh, I honestly do not know anything about this movie. I don't think any of us do. Is that the guy from Japan? Not that I'm aware of. (laughs) Oh, never mind. I might have misunderstood the thread. Yeah, I have not seen or heard of this movie either, so definitely. Excited, me either. Mm-hmm. Let's see, let me just read the synopsis really quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hold on, I can, I can actually pull it up to the read-all because it cuts it off. Uh, a recovered drug addict, uh, desperate for closure, and saddled by crushing guilt after the disappearance of her young son, is presented with the bizarre offer to learn the truth about what happened and set things right. If she's willing to pay a terrifying price, how dark is she willing to go for a chance at redemption? Ooh. Are you playing it next week during a Twisted Tuesdays? Yes. Perfect. On, it's on Shudder. It's mm-hmm. on Shudder. Yeah. I no longer have Shudder. Oh. I also no longer have HBO, so... I gotta make do with H with Hulu. And well, Hulu. it's technically not HBO anymore. It's yeah, Max. HBO is it's Max, yeah. which is very weird. Because yeah. it reminds me of Cinemax, so it's really weird. But it's also why would you get rid of the HBO? HBO? Yeah, there's no reason to stop. Just to confuse the masses. So, like, I can't wait to, like, explain to my parents, like, yes, that is HBO. Yes, I know it's stupid. Yes, it's still the same app. Yes, they still have the same stuff. Yes, it's the same price. (laughs) I was borrowing it from a friend, and when it updated to Max, it kicked me off. And that friend has since moved away, so I don't want to be a dick and, like, message her and be like, Hi, I know I haven't messaged you in a while, but can I get your HBO login? (laughs) Like it's it's over. HBO is over for me yeah, now. I'm sorry, Max. Max. It's fine. Whatever. I got Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> HBO's that's crazy. Yeah, that's like the old HBO intro, you know, the flying yeah. through the city with the where you fly through it's like Fly through the city, and then you go into the O of the HBO, which has a little spinny. You've been thinking about this. Yeah. 
That's the classic HBO intro. You're making it sound is... like we all remember that. I know. Uh, you gotta watch it. I'm sure it's on YouTube. But... I remember the. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. But it is strange. Like Max is such a generic. Again, you know, Cinemax. Yeah, Cinemax. <laughs> exactly. Skinemax. Ooh, Skinemax. <laughs> Softcore porn. That's all I could handle at 13. Skin of bags. 12. Whatever it was. Horrible. <laughs> Fucking Shannon Tweed. Shannon <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So on that note, guys, thank you so much for listening to uh, episode 112 of Handle with Scare. Uh, so again, next week. Uh, we got our wrap up of religiophobia, so we'll see you then. Uh, but yeah, so Tuesday night again on kick, kick.com forward slash normally drunk. We'll be doing Twisted Tuesday. We'll be watching, uh, we'll be reviewing next week. Uh, so we hope to see you there again. That will be Tuesday at 7 30 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, I'll probably be adding some Thursday streams as well whenever I'm not recording my Overwatch podcast. So that'll kind of be like a bi weekly thing. Uh, but I will definitely be doing Christmas in July uh, throughout the month uh, for, you know, the kick streams as well. But I'll let you guys know more about that uh, on social media when we get a little bit closer because I got to map out what's going to be readily available because, you know, you just never know uh, with Christmas in July. Like if there's actually going to be a lot of Christmas movies on any of the platforms outside of Tubi, really. Because, you know, Tubi is just really... You know, they just acquire everything. Yeah, I've been really kicking a lot of butt lately. Yeah, including like 18 of the Amityville movies. Oh, and they have like this sort of like live thing, like a TV guide that has live channels. Mm-hmm. Not, they're Tubi channels, mm-hmm. but they're like specific to what you want to watch. Like, did you right. want to watch horror? Did you want to watch comedy? Oh, nice. It's pretty cool. Nice. Like old school shit, like for millennials and older. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know what to watch, you just throw it on. Go to Tubi. Absolutely. It's free. Ooh, it rhymes. Go to Tubi. Absolutely. <laughs> Tubi is just full circle. It's just like television again. Again. <laughs> television <laughs> again. Now that's a fucking like, slogan. That should be their slogan. It's just TV again. Right on. All right. Well, we will see you guys back next week. You guys take care.